Hello guys, welcome to the Transform Your Body, Transform Your Mind podcast. Today's topic is going to be around the 10 things I would do differently as a gym newbie. But to kick things off guys, I'm going to give you a little bit of an update on my and where I'm at this week and what I've been up to. So let's start with uh, my training. So guys, I've, I've recently been on, been on a fat loss phase as I mentioned in the last podcast um, the first six weeks was, was super sort of successful, made some really great inroads. As I've mentioned previously, when I, whenever I, I, I go to uh, 10x my results in the gym, I always employ a coach. This is something I believe in. This is something I do as a, as, a, as a job myself. So, you know, I really buy into the process and I find it really helps. So the first six weeks were super, super successful. Um, I had a bridge week in between that. And then the aim was to then go again for, an, for another six weeks. I have found it slightly more difficult to get my, my head around being back into a bit of a deficit in this second week. Uh, we agreed to sort of like up calories a little bit, start of this, this second phase. And you know and you, you know what it's like when, when you up those calories again, it gives you a taste for those calories. And it's, it's almost hard, harder to adhere when I find when the calories are higher um, and the carbohydrate um, target is higher. I find it harder to adhere. Uh, when when you've got that that higher target in actual fact, so um, there's been a, there's been a couple of challenges in the last two weeks. I mean, getting my head around it again. We've still made progress, but it's a little bit slower to come by in this second phase. And guys, that's why I also hire a coach when I'm really looking to to move move my training forward. Because you know, even I second guess myself at times, and I really do find having accountability and someone to sort of talk to and sort of you know. Shoot the, sh- the, the, the shiz, as, as it were, um, uh, um, really, really helps me. So um, what else have I had going on? Uh, so I've had a six-week challenge, which has just come to a head on Friday. Um, really enjoyed running this. Um, some awesome, awesome results. I posted up on my Instagram, which is Touring the Trainer, if you didn't know. Uh, Touring the Trainer. So um, yeah, some, some awesome, awesome results. Um, I would like some help on choosing the winner, actually, guys. So if you go and head over to my Instagram, um, I've got a little challenge running this week in regard to winning a place on the next six-week challenge. All you need to do is, is pick the winner, um, along with a couple other things, which I detail on the post. And you could be in with a chance of being on the next one, um, which I'm looking to make uh, you know even bigger and even better. Um, so that's been really good and really cool. Uh, the next one kicks off on the 15th of June, so another week, and we go again. Uh, monthly coaching clients are also doing super well, really enjoying seeing those progress, um, so that's all good in the hood. What else have we got going on? Um, website, guys. So the website is pretty much there now. There's just a couple of things that I need to alter on the site to make sure it's, you know, 100%. Um, but the website is nearly there, guys, so I'll surely be sharing that in the coming days. Um, right, that's pretty much my update for the week. Let's now move into today's topic, which is the 10 things I would do differently as a gym newbie. Let's start with number one. Uh, train legs with more intensity. So um, I'm sure many of you guys will be able to relate to this one. Maybe less so with, with the girls because, you know, as soon as girls start their training, um, legs are life, right? They're all about legs. So they, they go in straight away with legs. Uh, but for us guys, it's all about those t-shirt muscles, right? It's, it's bicep curls in the squat rack. It's, uh, you know, um, bench press, 
You know, everything that we can see, basically. Um, so why do I feel that training legs with more intensity would have been a better way to go initially? Well, when I, when I look back to things, in those first couple of years, again, I, I really focused on the upper body. I had some awesome, awesome progress. Um, you know, some great development. I grew like an absolute tree. Um, however, at the end of that process, at the end of that two years, I had this super impressive upper body, but my legs absolutely frailed in comparison, which is obviously an aesthetically, this is not what we're looking for, right? That balance is, is, is very important. Um, but in addition to that, I feel that, you know, as the years go on, legs are, are so important in terms of progressing the rest of your training. You know, a hard leg session builds character to, to push your other sessions more so. You know, and if you haven't got a strong foundation underneath you, I, I feel that your ability to then push the rest of your training is massively diminished. Um, so, yeah, not only in, in terms of, a, of an aesthetic point of view, but the, the character, the, the hard work that hard leg training promotes is just going to have a beneficial effect on, on, on the rest of not only your training, but I would say your life. A tough leg session can really, really take it out of you, right? Um, so this isn't a big, big one for me, guys. You've got to train legs. You've got to, got to train legs. And you've got to train them with the same intensity that you train your upper body. Okay. Second thing. Second point is I wish I would have had more patience. Now, again, many of you will be able to relate to this one. Um, but in my, in my first few years of training, um, a big lift for me and a lift I massively enjoyed, for example, just to give you some perspective here, was deadlifts. And I, I remember sort of, you know, trying to beat my target week on week and, you know, I'd do 140 one week for reps and then the next week I'd try and increase it by 20 kilograms and see what I'd get for 160. You know, in those first couple of years, obviously your weights are flying, they're flying up because it's newbie gains. Um, but although your, your muscles can handle it, you know, those smaller structures like ligaments, tendons and joints, they, they, are, they don't grow as strong as, as quickly, you know, and I had a really, really bad injury um, pretty, pretty early on in my training career. Um, and it still gives me a little bit of jip to this day. Um, and it was a lower back injury and I it was do, doing deadlifts at the time. Um, so my biggest advice to you guys around this is, is take your time and have patience. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Small little, um, small little incremental improvements day by day, week on week is going to make, it's going to have a massive overall effect over the, over the weeks, the months, the years, you know, we don't have to complete it all in, in, in one day. And this is something that I re-emphasize to, to clients now. We don't have to achieve everything in the first week. This is the process. This takes time. Like anything that's worth having, you have to take your time with it. So guys, more patience is, 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 is key. More patience. Okay, let's look at the next thing. So number three was, I wish I would have hired a decent coach stroke PT or online PT earlier. Now, why do I think this would have made a big difference? Well, much for the same reasons why I'm in my current role, guys, is because of the exact same reasons where I would have benefited back then, you know, it's what people can benefit from having, you know, a coach now. You know, if you're very early on in your career in, in training, in, in your training, you know, history, 
making sure that you've got proper form, proper technique, um, the correct ideologies around training, um, knowing about tempo, knowing about activation of muscles, you know, knowing how to program your training. If I would have focused those first two years of working with a, with a high-level coach who could have, you know, 10x my results in those first two years. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, things are always a learning curve and, and they, people often say, you know, you learn your best lessons from the mistakes you make. And I, I do agree. I do agree with that to a, to a degree. However, if you sometimes, if you really want to just progress, just hire someone who's more ahead of where you are at the current time. And that would have been for me hiring a coach. So guys, I mean, again, if, if, if you're in a place where you're, um, your experience with training is, is nowhere where it needs to be and, and you're sort of struggling to connect the dots, maybe this could be something that you should consider. You know, hiring someone in a, in a position who can, you know, again, 10x your results and move you forward, no matter what it is, if that's in business, that's in training, that's with nutrition, I'm a big, big proponent of outsourcing that and leveling up. So that's number three. Uh, let's now look on to number four. So number four was, would be focused more so on the foundation movements. So again, many of you will be able to relate to this one. Um, you know, you know, someone starting in, in, a, in a, um, a gym facility or health, health and fitness facility, a lot of the time, the first thing they're going to go up and, and start playing around with is a bicep curl. Or, you know, they'll go straight onto the bench press. Or they'll do, you know, whatever you, whatever you want to mention. But what many people don't do is, found, is focus on the foundational mo movements that are going to enable you to create that strong, stable foundation for you to then build the rest of your programming with. So what do I mean by foundation movements? So we're looking at all the sort of multi-joint, big compound movements that are going to target many joints at one time. They, they, um, they challenge um, balance. They challenge lots of different muscles at once. Um, massive bang, bang for your buck exercises, okay? So things like deadlifts, squats, lunge patterns, um, pressing, pulling from both horizontal and vertical planes. Um, you know, all of these sort of movements are gonna, are gonna really, really allow you to build, build your physique in an, an amazing way, you know? Um, whilst all the isolations are great, things like, you know, chest flies and bicep curls and tricep pushdowns, don't get me wrong, these are all important, but these are icing on the cake. In your first two to three years, you really want to be focusing on those foundational movements. I give you a prime example. The great Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he started in his career, he was, he was a power lifter. So he focused on those big power moves, squats, deadlifts, um, bench presses. Um, and the, the, the physique that that gave him after the first few years of training was, was amazing. He gained most of his progress from those movements. So guys, get those down, down first. And again, if you're struggling with your technique and your form with these movements, hire a coach, you know, or even um, enroll onto a, a, a lifting course, 
you know, NAS, sorry, NASM is, is a great, um, a great site to potentially use to um, embark on a, on, a, on, a, on a course to teach you proper lifting, um, proper lifting form if you don't want to hire a coach, you know, but making sure that you've got those on point is super, super important and the rest of your program will flourish after this. Okay, number five, I wish I would have limited program hopping. So what do I mean by that, guys? Um, so when I first, again, using myself as an example, but this could be so many people. When I first started training, I, would, I was always looking at the shiny object, the next best program, be it German volume training, be it supersets, uh, be it the latest Ronnie Coleman workout, you know, even though the guy, the guy was an absolute freak and a freak of uh, genetics, there's no way I could have managed the same sort of volume as him. However, don't, I, I, I tried this <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't work very well. Um, so again, guys, limiting program hopping. So focus on a program that works well to give you to give you a bit of a reference or for 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 you know for a gym newbie i would say three day split full body workout focus again like i say focus on those foundational movement patterns you know hitting multiple body parts each week is a great way to start if you're looking for a place to start and you and you're new to training so you know monday wednesday friday focusing on your squats your deadlifts your presses your pulls Getting those done three days a week with good sort of rest and recovery in between is an amazing place to start. It doesn't need to be rocket science. And then you're going to see your best results. As many of my, many of my clients that I work with, they've been on the same program for, you know, some of them for, for, for months. Some of them even over a year they've been on the same program. And there's no, you know, no, um, there's no accident that they're making such good progress because it allows them to learn the correct movements, to really progress those movements, um, apply progressive overload to these movements and really, you know, move on and, and do well there. However, you know, you look at someone who's, you know, focusing on different things each week, they might be coming in and doing, you know, circuits one week, then the next week they're doing, you know, Olympic lifting and then all of a sudden they're, they're, they're not, they're doing a lot, but they're not achieving much. Um, so it's, it's definitely something to think about, guys. L you know, limit, limit that program, program hopping. Focus on the one thing and get good at that. Okay, number six. Focused. Well, I, I suppose this, this, this ties in a little bit. Um, but focusing on one goal at a time. So if your goal is fat loss, go all in on fat loss. If the goal is muscle building, go all in on muscle building. If the goal is to increase your cardiovascular output and get as fit as possible and get brilliant at running, focus your intentions on that. We, you know, when you're trying to tie in too many goals together at once, again, you're going to be achieving a little bit of each, but you're not going to get that, you know, that, that, the best progress you could, you could manage in that one thing. Um, so I'll keep that one short and sharp, guys. Focus on one goal at a time. Number seven. Higher, I wish I would have done a higher proportion of posterior to anterior work. Now, this one ties in, again, a little bit with, with that, that, first, um, that first mistake that I made. 
which was having more patience. Um, having a higher proportion of posterior to anterior work. So let, let me explain what that means. So posterior, guys, is everything at the back of your body. So hamstrings, glutes, lower back, upper back. You know, everything going down from your ankle right up to the top of your head. Um, and anterior is everything at the front of your body. Quads, you know, abdominals, biceps, chest, shoulders, you know, basically the, everything at the front of your body. Now, paying more attention to the posterior muscles of your body is a great way to go because it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep your body in check in terms of injury status, in my opinion. Far too often you see people focusing on the muscles that they can see, i.e., like I just mentioned, your chest and shoulders, you get, you know, you get people in that rounded, shouldered position. Um, very often we're in that position naturally um, nowadays. A lot of us do sedentary sit-down jobs and we're in that sort of shoulder-rolled forward position anyway. So we need to do things to help promote pulling us out of that position and strengthening those posterior chain muscles um, is a big part of that. Um, also, guys... A strong posterior chain just just screams um, athleticism, you know. Big glutes, powerful hamstrings, a strong back. It's just it's just super super aesthetically pleasing, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, focus on that posterior chain. I I like to have a two to one ratio where possible. So every every pos- um, anterior exercise you do, try to have a, a two to one ratio in terms of anterior work. Um, so every Pushing exercise, trying to have two pulls to keep it super simple. Number eight, guys. I wish I would have trained in, in a more of a challenging environment. We could put that to any, to any part of life. We grow from, from challenging environments. You know, sh- iron sharpens iron, right? Um, so I, I, I wish I would have trained in, you know, places where, you know, work ethic was 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 more of a thing, more commonplace. Very very, um, very often in, my, in the early part of my training career, I, I trained in uh, health clubs, and you know, all the training was a bit wishy washy. Um, again, lots of bicep curls in the squat rack, um, lots of frilly exercises. You know, you know, if you if you um, if, if you if you move on my training now. I really, where possible, try try to train in, in very challenging environments. Um, I won't name any local gyms, but there's a there's a couple in around the, the Milton Keynes local area, which is where I train, which are a lot a lot a lot more serious. Um, and then for me, you know, I have to have that. I have to have to have that challenge. Training with people are really getting after it. You know, pushing for that progression, having that that um, growth mindset is so important. Again, I've I've mentioned in a previous podcast. You know, you are the sum total of, you know, the five people you listen to, train with the most, spend your time with the most. So, you know, if, if we're spending our time with people who are not challenging us and not bringing us up and not, you know, challenging our mindset, you know, we're going to, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to, we're going to promote that. We're going to have, we're going to have that mindset ourselves. So we've got to, got to challenge ourselves. Okay. Number nine, focus on I wish I would have focused on proper nutrition. Now, you, many of my clients would have heard me by now, and many of the people who listen to my Instagram stories and even on the podcast. For me, you know, focusing on, on proper nutrition is so, so key, whatever the goal is be that fat loss, muscle building, maintenance, just living a healthy life. 
if your if your nutrition isn't you know a solid solid key focal point within the whole this whole training sort of eco, um this whole training at this whole training thing and you're just gonna massively gonna struggle um so what did i what did i do when back then i i used to sort of throw down weight gainer shakes um lots of refined sort of carbs just to get the calories in um you know and this would just lead to massive di- digestive issues um now don't get me wrong i still made progress because i was very early on in my career and, and to a degree whatever you do you're going to see progress but if i would have really optimized this again potentially employed a coach to help guide me with my nutrition i'm pretty sure my progress would have would have been moved on a lot faster um so so guys this is really something you need to focus on again if this is an area that you're not sure about hire a coach hire a nutritionist do your research get it on point because it's very very key number 10 guys a little bit of a, a jokey one a little bit of a funny one this last one and it is I wish I would have given up on the idea of the pre-night ritual of getting a pump in being conducive to gains. (laughs) Now, when I look back to this, it was absolutely ridiculous. You know, before a night out, we would, you know, have a massive massive, uh, pump session and then go and drink uh, yourself into, you know, oblivion. Thinking that this would still be progressive, you know, is if anything, it was an absolute, the absolute opposite of what I should have been doing. I should have like not trained at all, um, maybe left a day's recovery after this, and then and then got back to things after that, right? Because um, this would have just added to the catabolism of of the alcohol. <laughs> um, but that's everything, guys. They are the ten points. Let's have a quick recap on things. So the 10 things I would do differently as a gym newbie. Train legs with more intensity, being number one. Number two, more patience with my results, with my training, with my nutrition. Number three, hired a decent coach stroke online PT earlier. Number four, focus more on the foundation movements. Number five, limited program hopping and focus on the one thing. Number six, I wish I would have focused on one goal at a time. Number seven, I wish I would have had a higher proportion of posterior chain work to anterior work. Number eight, trained in a more challenging environment. Number nine, focused my, on proper nutrition. And number 10, scrapped the pre-night pump before a night out that's everything guys um they're the 10 points i hope you found some value in that um as always i would love to hear your feedback on what you thought of this topic today please share it with your family and your friends if you found it helpful um the next one will be next monday um try to get these out on on a weekly basis at the minute i am enjoying it um that's it guys um thank you very much for listening uh all the best and i'll catch you on the next one cheers
I don't have this to, is a I test. Didn't have to go to court to be called Murphy or Jones or Smith. This is a test. Would you mind telling me what your father's last name was? My father didn't know his last name. 